and welcome to the FPL Zone. I'm Adam and joining me will be two of my colleagues from thestatzone.com to preview the key talking points ahead of Game Week 30 of the Fantasy Premier League. On the show today, we'll be overreacting to Manchester United's win over City and asking if it's time to swap sides FPL-wise. We'll also discuss our options ahead of blank Game Week 31. We've got our weekly captains and candidates, 20-second head-to-head for some pressure picking, and we'll also dust off the differentials league. With me today are Tim. Hello. And Alex. Hello. We're recording a day late, it's Wednesday today, due to some emergency dental work. My pronunciation of the word emergency probably tells you who that was for. Uh, but we're back in our Media City studio, that's a hard word as well, office, where from our window I can see Old Trafford glinting proudly in the rain. Uh, after United took the Derby Swirls with a 2-0 win over Man City in a match which saw them keep their fourth clean sheet in the last five Premier League games and with United in a race to finish in the top four, is it worth jumping on more than just one of their assets, Alex? Yes, I believe so, based on what I saw on Sunday. Manchester United look a, a force again under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and um, I don't think it takes a genius to work out why that is, what the catalyst has been uh, and it has to be January signing Bruno Fernandes. He's, just, he's, he's changed things over there. He's given the whole club a boost. Um, he's led from the front. Um, you might say he was the red Kevin De Bruyne. Well, which that, you have that, said I have said many times. Five in, our, times in our previous pieces our previous fixture articles and that's you can go and have, go and watch go and uh, go and read them on uh, the statsound.com and uh, I just I think I, he's just his attacker returns speak for themselves you know he has three assists and two goals in his last four fixtures 36 FPL points accrued he leads from the front and he brings the best out of his teammates Marshall has three goals in his last four um, he's the one being supplied by Bruno as he showed against Man City, of course, that free kick where Bruno chipped it up for Martial to volley in the opening goal. Um, and as you mentioned, defensively, you know, four clean shoots from their last five. They've been, and that goal that they conceded, the one goal away at Everton, was was a, a mistake from David De Gea, just booting it into Dominic Calvert-Lewin's um, body and it going into the back of the net. You look at the likes of Maguire, for example, he now becomes a real FPL asset because not only does he bring clean sheet capability, he's a threat from set pieces taken by Bruno. Aaron Wambasaka is dangerous down the right hand side. Um he now has thirty four FPL points from his last five, so he's he's not far off, you know, around Bruno's levels. Manchester United assets right now with their fix just as friendly as they are. Um they are they're in a good position and I think owning more than one of their assets is the right move to make. Would it be worth selling the likes of Kevin De Bruyne to fund those moves for United assets, Tim? So Kevin, the original Kevin De Bruyne to yes. the red Kevin De Bruyne? You'd say, I'd say he was the, the blue, blue Bruno Fernandes. Would you really? I would. Uh, I, I, so Kevin De Bruyne specific, I'm not sure it is worth getting rid of, of KDB. Yeah, I think we'll know a lot more after... Uh, Man City's match next week against Real Madrid and how far they're going to go in the Champions League but particularly with the cancellation of the match against Arsenal uh, City have three potential double game weeks coming up or even a triple game week so I'd be hesitant to move after Bruyne outside of him and potentially Edison if you have him he's, he's pretty guaranteed starts there aren't many Manchester City players I want to own regardless of whether United were performing well or not so just to just to throw a few stats out at you, Adam, as you know, we are the stat zone. Um, City, you like to think of City scoring goals, you know, and they're the main reason why you get their players into your teams. They've not scored more than two goals now in a match in all competitions since they put four past F- uh, Fulham in the FA Cup back in January. So that's a run of eight games where they've not scored more than twice in a fixture. So they're not exactly setting the world on, on fire up front. 
at the back they've kept just two clean sheets in those eight games so at the back they're not keeping the clean sheets and you're not getting clean sheet points for the defensive assets uh, rotation's always a factor with Pep Guardiola so again if you take away Edison as I say uh, who does seem to start every league game and have a look at their players who are you know the, the ones that you're going to want to own so your KDBs your Guerros and Mares, the Silvers uh, KDB's been injured so we're not certain of the amount of minutes he's going to get Aguero's got a niggle I mean he had an ice pack on his thigh uh, after the match or when he got substituted at Old Trafford yeah um, so he's only he, Aguero himself he's only completed 90 minutes now in one of their last five matches so he's not playing full game I mean he rarely did but that's a concern uh, Sterling's literally just got back from injury so you're thinking he might rest him for I completely missed that injury when was he When was he gone? Sterling yeah well, he's, he's barely been around in, in FPL this, this season oh. but he's, he's been injured for a few game weeks uh, Walker's got four starts in his last eight Mahrez two starts in his last six uh, Bernardo Silva's only got four starts in his last eight and David Silva's been injured and then one start in his last five so none of the City assets are playing or you wouldn't think they're playing and, and the most telling uh the most telling comments came from Pep Guardiola himself you know before the match against Manchester United and asked about their fixture backlog he, he said we have three important games in the Premier League but of course the position we have Madrid and Newcastle are the real important games for us so the manager himself is highlighting the fact that the FA Cup and the Champions League are where he's going to play his strongest teams so I'd be jumping off all Man City assets apart from Kevin De Bruyne This is annoying this because I stripped all my Man City assets out as as was advised and then for the uh, double game week that never was brought uh, Kyle Walker in for zero although I did get Bruno Fernandes' points in for that reason but I hear you've done quite well out of that Alex I have done very well out of that I had Kevin De Bruyne as my captain so of course him not playing against Manchester United and uh, the cancellation of the game against Arsenal that means that Sadio Mane comes in as a vice captain he takes the armband and I pick up an extra 13 points it's just one of those seasons isn't it where everything falls right for someone you know well, it's the same person that we know that it seems to be falling right for. But at least, at least Alex is showing Team TSC, or the TSC staffers are doing well in Team TSC's league. So it's good that he's up there, top of the league. That's a good point. Um, on the note of Man City players, would you, seeing that there's this ethereal three games I've got to play now, on the idea that there might be a triple game week or a double game week or a couple, would you hold on to say like KDB? Would you bring in Aguero or Jesus for that? I wouldn't be bringing him in uh, this game week in particular with a blank game week 31 coming up. As I've just said, I, I'm not... Yeah, it's more I'm, like a future thing. Like. I, I'm not sure I'd bring them in the future either. A, a lot depends around this time of season on um, your position with the chips. So if I still have my wildcard chip or my free hit chip, then I wouldn't worry about bringing in any City players because if they did end up with a triple, I would just use one of those two chips to make sure I had enough of their uh, players represented in my team. Outside of that... I really think, other than Edison, you if the City do get a double game week or a triple game week, you're not going to know whether who's going to play. Chances are, given those those stats I've just reeled off, that they're only going to play one game anyway. You think of situations as well. There are, now, admittedly, this double game week was uh, beyond all of our control in terms of the game being called off. But you know, you get excited for a double game week. You're thinking, right, two fixtures for a, for a club. You know, we're going to benefit here, and it just does not turn out that way. Of course, you know, you look at I'm going to turn quickly to Arsenal. Just mentioned Aubameyang. So many people have got Aubameyang in and captained him for this double game week, and he's only. 
picked up two points. Um, De Bruyne didn't play, Aguero only one point. Um, you even go back to the previous double game week involving Liverpool, where Sadio Mane you know, pull, um, got a muscle injury and had to be taken off after the first game. So just sometimes a double game week can be a trap. They can, and it's, it's a very good point you make there, Alex. Like It's important, particularly at this time of the season, with people, you know, with teams not having much to play for, certain teams anyway, you can get double game week blinkers on and move away from potentially you know the players that have been doing it all year for you. So, as you say, it's important not to overcommit uh, to the double game, which is the detriment of your side. Well, if you were considering the players for this game week, game week 30, we have the quickest way for you to make some decisions. That is our 20-second head-to-heads. I've got the stopwatch out, which means it's time for Tim and Alex to debate a series of similar FPL assets. You have 20 seconds each, and your first pairing is Ismail Assar versus Jared Bowen. I'm going for Jared Bowen. One goal in his first two starts uh, for West Ham uh, over the past two games because he hit the post against Arsenal. He didn't register an attack return, but he hit the post and he looked dangerous. He's making late runs into the box and he's a key asset for West Ham in the uh, survival running. Tim? Uh, it's got to be Saar. You know, five goals and four assists in just 1,221 minutes of action. So that's an attacking return every 136 minutes, which is excellent for an FPL midfielder priced at 6.3 million. He's guaranteed starts now with Dale Feu out injured, and I'd be expecting a response from Watford at the weekend after their defeat to Palace. Lovely. Tim wins that round. Uh, next up, John Lundstrom versus Matt Doherty. Got to be Matt Doherty. He's the best option between these two, but also probably one of the top five defenders in FPL at the moment. Wolves now playing three-five-two, so he's basically just a right winger, which gets four point, who gets four points for um, a clean sheet. Two goals and two assists in his last three are evidence of this, and Wolves have kept four clean sheets in their last five. Well, John Lundstrom for me, because when he starts, he is arguably the most must-own player in FPL. He appears to have won his place back after starting game week 29, uh, got an assist in their win against Norwich, a clean sheet, 12 points overall. He also had four shots, three inside the area for a defender, which says it all. Uh, they're away at Newcastle next game. We could have just lost their goalkeeper to injury as well. Tim, was that round as well? For goodness sake. You're too... Sad. Too short last time. And too long this too time. Too long this time. Do we, we must point out, Adam, that you judge who wins based upon who gets closest to the 22nd mark, right? Yes. As opposed to who you believe is giving the uh, best advice. Yes, that would take far longer to mark, wouldn't it? It would, yes. Uh, next up, Olivia Giroud versus Raul Jimenez. Raul Jimenez, for me, because he has not gone without an attack return in three successive game weeks since game week seven, which Tim has pointed out in previous podcasts. He has two goals in his last three league games. Wolves face West Ham away. Um, I feel like Jimenez, like I say, without those... We're, I was going to say, without Jimenez needs to... Oh, I've, I've gone, I've gone again, I've gone. Just pick Jimenez, he'll score for you, I promise. <laughs> I'll go with Olivier Giroud, the beautiful man that is Olivier Giroud. He's uh, stepped up in Abraham's absence and recorded attacking terms now in each of his last three matches. Chelsea play Villa next. Villa, worst defence in the league, averaging two goals conceded per game. Well, to be honest, I mean, in that, in that round, you were so much under 20 that... <laughs> you only run over by a few, but then he didn't finish. Yeah. I your... used to be good at this. I remember when we first did this. I used to be brilliant at this, I found and that now tough I'm. To I've got argue to with Alex because he was throwing my own stats yes. against yeah, me, and clever. I struggled to argue against myself. Okay, I'm actually going to give that to Alex. He went, <laughs> went over, so I think. Oh no, we're on. We're, yeah, no, we've got still got. So a it's up to Richarlison versus Deli Ali next. I'll go with uh, Deli Ali. You know, with the injuries to Kane, Son, and Bergwijn, he's now operating as a false nine. So you're getting out of position potential from Deli Ali. 
he's on penalties, which is good news for extra avenues to points. And I know Spurs have been poor lately, but I do expect a reaction from Mourinho. They can't be as bad again. Anyone watching Spurs recently will know that you shouldn't go anywhere near their assets. So I picked Richarlison. He's got three attack returns in his last four games. Two goals, one assist. He's also accrued 28 FPL points in the four Premier League home games he's played so far under Carlo Ancelotti. And with extra motivation against Liverpool, I fancy him to do well again here. Lovely. Alex, that was 13 seconds. Tim, yours was 19.79. Excellent. That's, I mean, as far as this game goes, <laughs> that's, almost, that's almost 10 out of 10. I mean, I'm not sure how this game goes, but... Um, I think Tim's won that one, which means this is, this is just a pride. This is just a pride to head this. It's three one to Tim right now. Uh, Alex, you can start with the uh, perennial Mo Salah versus Sadio Mane. Yeah, well, Sad- Sadio Mane for me always over Salah. Uh, he's actually scored at Goodison Park previously. Unlike Salah, he has a goal and assist in his last game. Unlike Salah, he averages seven FPL points over his last four games. Salah averages not that many. So for me, Sadio Mane is the clear choice in this game week. Look, Mo Salah, I could throw out as many stats as you want. You know, 10 goals in his last 14 appearances, the top point scorer in FBL this season. But really, when it comes between Salah and Mane, you're talking about who you trust more to put points on the board. And I trust Salah more than I do Sadio Mane. So Salah for me. Well, there you go. Uh, Tim, as previously said, you've won this week's points. Woo. Here they are. Thank you. Yeah. It was a very wishy-washy yeah. last description there. I'm confident in Mane. Guys, good. I could give you stats about Mo Salah, <laughs> but look, he's, I, I, I trust him. So it's it's Alex's stats versus Tim's trust. And I, I needed the win there, Alex, given how badly my FPL season is going this year. I, I needed that. I need to transfer my FPL form to my to my 22nd head-to-head form because right now I'm having a nightmare. Two successive defeats in two weeks. Not good enough. I'm going to need to give myself the hairdryer treatment, I think. If you'd like to read up on any of our head-to-head articles, and there are plenty more, you can find them in the fantasy section of our website, www.thestatszone.com. Next up, we're going to talk about Blank Game Week 31. Uh, to free hit or not to free hit? That is one of the, one of the questions. Uh, critics are already calling it the blankest blank game week of blanking ever, as following last week's FA Cup fifth-round results, the only fixtures taking place in Game Week 31 are as follows. Spurs versus West Ham, Burnley versus Watford, Liverpool versus Crystal Palace, and Wolves versus Bournemouth. Uh, so, guys, what are your plans going into blank game week 31, other than just to have a weekend off, it sounds like? Um, are you planning to use a free hit chip? If so, I, I'm not planning to use my free hit chip. And before I launch into my reasons why, I think it's important to note that how you operate around this blank game week and the subsequent double game weeks at Corn will very much depend upon how many chips you still have left. So for me, I still have my wildcard chip, I still have my free hit chip, I still have the bench boost and triple captain, I am afraid of using my chips. Yeah, you're very conservative, aren't you? I am when it comes to them. I think last year I ended up with my bench boost still available on game week 38, which was pointless. So for this week, or for game week 31, as you say, I will not be using my free hit chip because a chip, not cheap, chip even... I don't think it's the best way to go. As you mentioned there, there are only four fixtures. And when I look down those teams, there's only really three, maybe four, who I would want players from. So I don't think in previous blind game week years, it's been uh, maybe a bit, you've been punished if you've not got 11 players out. I don't think this year is one of those one of those situations. Liverpool, everyone pretty much is guaranteed to have three Liverpool players playing. Most people have one or two Wolves players and you've got another couple of transfers. Most people have one or two Burnley players. You're going to have enough players to ride out the blankest game week in blanking history. 
without having to play your free hit. And I think the free hit this season, more so than others, is so vital. With At the moment, we have no idea who uh, the double game weekers are in game week 34, who the double game weekers are in game week 37. I think hanging on to that free hit chip cannot say that those three words in succession, but hanging on to that chip is so important, particularly for game week 37. So I think it would be a waste to use it so early. Right, well... First off, I think it's important to stress that, you know, it, it, it a lot depends on the situation of your team. You know, if your team is, you know, in bad need of surgery, then obviously the free hit chip becomes a lot more tempting. This is where Alex tells us where he is in the rankings or not. It probably Well, I could do that, but I could also say that despite my high position in the rankings, my team is in need of surgery. Yeah, mainly because if when we get to game week 31, I can realistically only get eight players in my team. And anyone else, I'd have to take a hit, um, which of course leads to you gambling a lot when you're taking you're taking lots of hits in order to field a full team for game week 31. And if they don't come off, all of a sudden you're on for a big red arrow. So as of now, my plan is to free hit. It just feels like the best option in order to to accumulate a moderately decent total from the game week. You know, because I do look at I think there are players out there such as Chris Wood and players such as Raul Jimenez, you know, both of those two forwards face, you know, home fixtures uh, that look juicy on paper. I think both of them, for example, have a great chance of getting points this week. So if you still have a wild card and you can't get, you know, 10 to 11 players in your side for game week 31, I personally at this point would tentatively advise a free hit. I think it's worth remembering as well that due to the amount of minus fours and hits that will be taken this game week, because it, it happens every single blank game week, lots of minus fours and even minus eights are taken in order for players to get a full squad or a full team of 11 players in the game week. So if you don't take a hit, if you if you do play off free hit, you're going to start the game week with a rising rank before the first game even kicks off. And that gives you a massive advantage, especially if but there are only four games taking place. If all the big names, you know, don't get any points, you know, if, for example, if Liverpool have a bad game, if Liverpool, you know, don't do well in the likes of Salah and Mane and, and um, Trent Alexander-Arnold don't do well, the odds are because you didn't take a hit. You know, you're not going to lose out in rank if your captain fails, for example. You're likely going to not lose out as much in rank because you didn't take that four eight point hit. And those those that's a big number. You don't realise it, but I feel like that's actually a big number in a blank game week. So personally I think you've got to look at it in terms of first off, weigh up your squad how much surgery it needs, how many players you could, how, whether you have to take a hit in order to get 11 players in your side for blank game week 31. Personally, for me, I feel like free hit is best because you can get good players like Wood and Jimenez and maybe Callum Wilson into your side and they should have enough in order to get you the points needed um, to accumulate a strong game week. And having not taken a hit as well, you'll end up, I think, getting a green arrow from it. Yeah, I appreciate what you're saying. I just think this week I, I, I mean I appreciate what you're saying but I fundamentally disagree with it like what you're saying this week you've just said there like Liverpool have an off game week but you've free hitted to get your three Liverpool players in chances are you're right you're, you might make 10 points up on someone but if you save that free hit chip you can use it to end a game week 37 to get 11 players you know are going to play twice in particularly at that time of the season we mentioned it earlier on about teams having something to play for you save that free hit chip Game week 37, 11 players in who have something to play for, who also have a double game week. You're going to have 22 fixtures, essentially. Whereas, you know, your own team you're saying here has eight players playing. Eight players is probably fine for this week because if you're going to have the popular ones, you're going to have the three Liverpool players in. If Liverpool don't do well, 
well, it doesn't really matter to anyone because everyone will own their players. If Liverpool do well, you're going to own their players maybe anyway. I, maybe I should rephrase and say your three Liverpool players don't because there are more than just three good Liverpool players. Yeah, but there's not... like if, if someone, for example, I own two attacking Liverpool players and one defensive player. If Liverpool, you know, win the game 1-0 with a defender scoring and they have, and all the Liverpool defenders keep clean sheets and Mane and Salah blank, and then all of a sudden, you know, I've not got the, the defenders that have kept clean sheets and they're getting lots of points. The fact that I haven't taken a hit means that I'm going. I'm not going to lose out as much because those people... You get four points for a clean you're, sheet. You're anticipating that, that everyone who doesn't have a full team out will take hits in order to that, for that to be the case. I'm saying that if you've got eight players playing anyway, you don't really need to take See, any I hits. See, I, I, I don't agree with you on that front. I think lots of people will take hits. I don't think people. many people are going to look at their team, see eight players and think, I'm happy with this, which I, I, is your logic. And I no, don't agree with that. I think people are going to try and get 10 no, to 11 My, my logic isn't team. that I don't think people will do it. Is I'm saying I don't think people need to do it. Of course, people will do it. But I don't think people need to. If you're sat there with eight players and you've got three Liverpools and maybe a Raul Jimenez and a Wolves defender and a Burnley defender or, or Chris Wood, I don't really think you need much more. Spurs are awful. West Ham are pretty awful. Watford look all right at the moment, but away to Burnley is a tough fixture. Palace away to Liverpool. Who are you going to want from that side? Probably no one. Bournemouth away to Wolves. Short of a Callum Wilson suddenly hitting form again. There's no one in that team either who I'd want. Defensively, I think, I think you might anyone. look at awful, but at the end of the day, these are vital matches for these clubs. Bournemouth need a result for relegation purposes. West Ham need a result for... You mentioned West Ham have poor assets. Spurs look absolutely terrible. West Ham need to win. West Ham are going for survival and they've got some good attacking players in there. You know, Jared Bowen, Mikel Antonio in midfield. Free hitting is probably your best chance to get those players in. And as I, I say, think that would help say, as a result. Let, let, I'm, and I'm only going off your team, Alex, as we say, we don't know the situation. Well, I, the I just look at it and think if you have a wild card already, if you have your wild card already, then what's to stop you from using that down the line instead? Oh, nothing using free nothing to stop you from using the wild card later on, but you can wild card for, say, game week 34 and the rest of the season. So sacrifice your team for game week 31. Wild card is straight afterwards. You've got game week 34 coming up, you'll have a better idea who's got the blanks and doubles then uh, in, that, in that game week. And then you can still free hit on 37. I just, As I say, your team specifically, you've got eight players at the moment playing, so you're going to free hit to get an extra three. Whereas if you just played the eight... Yeah, but am I, am I happy though with the players that are playing? So for example, let me just give you an example. I have Adama Traore. I'm not happy with having Adama Traore. He has a fixture currently in game week 31. I don't even think he's going to start. So that's another reason for me to look at that. Serge Aurier is another one. I have him. He might not start. So all of a sudden, if they don't start, I'm down to six players. And, it, and all of a sudden, it looks a lot different. Well, just very finally, sorry, Adam. I suppose it's the, um, it's the promise of having 11 players playing twice in game week 37 that's, that's essentially 22 fixtures it's, it's a fair whereas, point. whereas at the moment even if you free hit the maximum fixtures you're going to get is 11 so you're, you're, you're getting an extra 3 or 4 games whereas I'm saying if you keep the free hit and use it 37 you're getting an extra 11 matches out of that you, ma- you make a fair point but I'll just remind you double game week could be a trap well listen I'm going to cut this short <laughs> This because obviously this is not this game week so we will continue this chat next week for what will be the podcast before Blankest the blankest blank game week in blanking history. But yeah, we will move on to Captain Picks for game week 13 now. This is the game week coming up. Tim, you've written the article. Where would we find it? We would find it on thestatsend.com in the fantasy section underneath Captain Picks. I will also be tweeting it out and thanking many of the Twitter accounts that we have used in the article. Impart your knowledge to us, please. 
so topic this week, particularly now with the cancellation of the City Arsenal match, I, I think it's going to be Sergio Aguero. You know, Pep's going to want to start him to keep him fresh. He won't complete ninety minutes, but Pep, Aguero tends to only need about sixty in order to find the back of the net. They've got Burnley at home. Um, Burnley and City have met four times over the last two seasons, twice in the league, twice in the FA Cup, and City have won those with an aggregate 17-1. So they tend to have Burnley's number, and if they're scoring goals, it is Aguero that tends to get them. After him, I went with Sadio Mane. On the talk of Alex, despite the fact that I trust Mo Salah more, uh, Alex made a few good points about Sadio Mane, and he made these points to me yesterday. So I have gone with Sadio Mane, who generally performs away from home a little better than Mo Salah So what you're saying is, I'm right... And you're wrong. I'm just saying that your words were persuasive yesterday. Having heard them again today, I'm kind of disappointed with myself. But Manny is now up there in lights on the article, so I can't change it. I'm going to get that phrase framed. Um, Yeah, he scored and assisted twice, of course, when Liverpool put Everton to the sword 5-2 earlier in the season. Obviously, their form has been much improved under Ancelotti. However, it has still been seven league matches since they last kept a clean sheet. And they've conceded 14 in that time period, so they're a bit leaky at the back. Bruno Fernandes is the third option so he's been incredible really since his arrival at Old Trafford Uh, two goals, three assists, 38 points and two double digit hauls so it's fair to say he's backed up the hype surrounding his late January arrival Um, excellent fixture up against Tottenham away, we've seen how poor they have been as Alex has just said, they're the worst team in the Premier League currently, so He's a good fixture on paper. Solskjaer seems to always get one over the big managers. You know, he's got a good record against Pep, a good record against Mourinho. They've got Mourinho's Tottenham and owned it by just 14.8%. Although I say just, it's 14.8% after just five weeks yeah. in the game. It's, Active it's an, managers. It's an incredible um, ownership percentage. If, if, this was at the, if this was at the start of the season, like if this was after, after August's deadline day rather than January's, Bruno would be owned by about, you know, he'd be owned by half the... FPL community by now. I've seen, I've seen a lot of them actually saying that Fernandez is there. Like you know, you know, people when they start their team yeah. next season, you know, automatic picks that go in. You know, you know, look like De Bruyne, Trent, Salah. Like Fernandez is the popular pick Definitely. For, Definitely. for next year and the popular pick for this year apparently. Uh, so Fernandez um, for his match against Tottenham, and then we've got Pierre Emerick Aubameyang, who again has had now an elongated rest thanks to the uh, Wednesday match being cancelled. Excellent record against Brighton. Three goals in four appearances. The only appearance he's actually not scored against them was the reverse fixture earlier this season. So I'd be expecting him to to you know bang a few in, particularly you know, and and he should do for those owners that brought him an expensive Vardy in the week and got. There'll punished. be a lot of angry Aubameyang owners right now. He could do a lot worse than please them on Saturday. Uh, and then very finally a differential choice uh, I love an attacking fullback as Alex tends to point out he does readily too much um, and given he performed well last week kept a clean sheet I've kept the same from Game Week 29's article is this three weeks running now? Uh, just two weeks running just two okay. weeks running so it is probably three weeks running you know I think it's three weeks running so Marcus Alonso so he was the differential as then Adam says in the last two weeks and there's literally no reason to move him on so successful um, isn't he? Owned by 3.8% of managers, they've got a trip to Aston Villa, who, as Alex said earlier in the podcast, is the second worst team in the Premier League. Uh, there seems little mo- reason to move on. Um, he's now got nine FPL appearances in a row since he last uh, returned fewer than five points. So I think he averages now 7.07 points per appearance. Uh, he's averaging over eight points per 90 minutes played. I mean, he is 
by those metrics, the best player in FPL this season. So, an excellent differential pick. Following on from your differential captain's choice, Tim, it's time I give a quick update on our long-running differentials league. It's been a long time since we've uh, brought the differentials league Too long, league table if I out. may say so myself. We got kind of... Once I was stopped being on top of the table, I, it just didn't seem to be in my main priority list of things what a to, coincidence. to bring up. But for clarity, if you didn't know previously, uh, everyone at thestatsand.com has been picking players owned by 5% or less of FPL managers every game week to face off against each other in a mini-league table. We call it the Differentials League. We'll release a uh, graphic of it this week on our Twitter, at the Stat Zone. Um, last week's scores were dominated by City and Arsenal players following the double that never was with top scorer Tristan taking 7 points for David Luiz Tristan's won the last 2 weeks on the bounce would you know that's nice of him miracles may, may miracles can happen the table is as follows Rob is in last place of 89 then it's quite a big gap um, this is like sort of Derby County levels of relegation <laughs> here. Uh, next up is Tim with 107 then Tristan 117 me 119 just 2 points in that one, that seems to be the main battle right now, uh, with Alex way up, way up in front, 135 points. Doing a Jurgen Klopp yeah, and Liverpool. Enough, yeah. But, you know, there's, there's how many game weeks left? Nine? Potentially. Not, not enough. Not enough, no. But we will try it. So with that, Tim, would you like to give us your differential pick? My differential pick is my captain's differential pick. It's Marcus Alonso for the reasons I've just said. There are other players said. in the FPL. There aren't any other players worth having in a differential capacity. Would you like to tell us why you picked him in a different way that you maybe you could do it in a different language or something else just for the reasons previously in the pod 3.8% owned 8.07 points per 90 minutes played more than 5 points scored in his last 9 appearances that was about 10 bang on I was counting go for it uh, well Tristan's picked Harvey Barnes who was the uh, top scoring player in the game last week good pick I was going to pick him I didn't uh, so instead I've picked Gabriel Jesus uh, who scored 2 goals against Burnley in the reverse fixture this year so why not also you know Aguero will probably be fit as you said in your captains but I think Pep's starting he has to, been starting them both yeah, hasn't he so. and I think he's starting to lean towards Jesus as his main striker personally but I mean who knows what's going on in that that attractive head of Pep um, Alex you were going to go for Jesus weren't you I was you and took my pick I, I guess I enjoyed that oh, nice. I bet you did I, uh, well I'm, I, I had to go for a backup option I've gone for Jordan Ayew um, Jordan Ayew for Crystal Palace he scored in successive Premier League games so he now has three attacking returns his last three in the in the Premier League because uh, he got an assist the game week before uh, so he's now accrued 18 FPL points within those three game weeks Palace are away at Bournemouth who haven't kept a clean sheet in their last 12 Premier League matches stretching back to game week 17 when they beat Chelsea at Stamford Bridge so that is a poor record so I think Ayew's going to score lovely stuff we'll, we'll have to end there um, thank you for listening and downloading the FPL Zone. If you've enjoyed it, please feel free to give us a review. We're um, on Spotify, Apple and SoundCloud. We'll be releasing our Differentials League table towards the end of the week. Feel free to disagree with us on there. Uh, as you've heard, Alex and Tim especially love arguing. So they, they'll just uh, back and forth, won't you guys? You know. I don't need to go back at him. I know I'm right. Jordan, are you? I'm right. Uh, anyway, it's goodbye from Tim. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from Alex. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me. We'll see you next week.